Well, greetings, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. Tony here. We want to thank the good Lord for another Sunday that we can try to podcast and bring a word of God that it will bring some spiritual sustenance and food to the spirit, man. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to just download these podcasts electronically and prayerfully follow along with the word of God. We pray, dear God, that as we partake of the scriptures this morning, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight. And may the words that we read and, and go over in the podcast be a blessing to someone today. Bless this whole podcast today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today's podcast, we want to look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, the second letter of Paul to Timothy. Chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 6 through 9 on today, and I'm going to read from the King James Version of the Bible, and then I'll oftentimes elaborate from the Amplified Version of the Bible as just a little bit more English translation. So reading from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, and the Word of God reads, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Key verse for today. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Last verse for today, who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. May God bless us again, readers, hearers, and mostly doers of God's word. This Sunday's podcast is titled A Made Up Mind. A made-up mind. So you're probably wondering, well, how does this apply to anything that I, that we're going through? Preacher, you don't know what I deal with, what I go through, what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. I'll start out by saying, remember, some podcast ago, the Christian should not be walking by your feelings. You should be walking by your biblical faith in accordance to what you have studied. I said it numerous times. 2 Timothy 2.15 says it this way. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth, to prove what is that good, perfect, acceptable, and the will of God. How do I do that? By what we're doing every day. When you walk in this word, you will learn who God is to you. Amen. Don't try to assume for somebody else. You get to know God for yourself. The collective gathering is what we call the congregation when the church assembles. And that's a quorum. That's two or three folks make up a quorum. And when, when the body of Christ gets together, we, are, should, we should come together to acknowledge God as reigner, ruler, supreme. He's the sovereign God over everything. We talk about the trinity, the triuneness of God, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you have to make up your mind, and it goes this way. You're either a believer or you're not. You can't straddle the fence, as we would say. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, you can't serve two masters. In that particular passage, he talks about serving God and money, or God and mammon. Money represents power in a worldly vernacular. 
But this spiritual power that we talk about, we'll get there. So just keep on listening to the podcast. There's a few things that God gave me to share with us on today and understand something. We are very much still what in the height of the pandemic. We've got people who prior to the vaccines being on scene, crying and wailing about not having any kind of solution to try to get us back to some semblance of a new normal. Now we've got three versions of a vaccination. And now the statistical numbers are saying that they can't get people to get a shot. And I got it. Some have fears of shots. Some have fears of what's in it. Some say it's not been FDA approved. Some say the CDC is not enough for them. But during the days of polio, rubella, and all the things that we had to get in, uh, vaccinated for from our youth is the reason why we were able to go to school and those things not cause a pandemic in the early 50s and 60s and 70s is because of that. So you have to make your choice as to what's best for you. But understand something. Let God lead you on what to do. We all chose to become vaccinated for the purpose so that we know that we pray that if you've never been sick or diagnosed with COVID or never got COVID pneumonia or not considered a COVID long hauler, you may ought to consider because we don't want to wish that on anybody. Now there's teenagers losing limbs because of sickness and disease. Y'all need to believe me when I tell you John chapter 10, verse number 10, the thief that I speak of. He's real. He's wanting to steal your life. He's wanting to steal your family. He's wanting to steal your peace. He's wanting to rob you of your joy of God. He wants to steal. He wants to kill your inner man. He wants to kill you believing that God loved you in spite of getting sick. And let me just digress for a second and say many times God allows sickness that are not unto death Amen. Not to destroy you. God is not a destroyer of people. He's a builder of people. He's a builder of life. The devil, on the other hand, is the opposite of God, lowercase g. The God that I speak of, reign and ruler supreme, in scripture is written uppercase g. Amen. The God of this world that God allowed him to have the title is written lowercase g or lords, lowercase l. Look at the scripture when you're reading them. And know who you're speaking of when you speak. Don't ever think that God, God's testing me. God's not going to test any man. He allows the test to happen. God himself tempts and tests no man. He allows it to happen. So if you're to mimic Jesus Christ, you got to go back in Matthew when Jesus and Satan were together and Satan tempted Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights. But what did Jesus do? He quoted the word. You have to learn to get into this Bible and know when you're tested, you're tested of the devil, of the evil one, the evil one, Ponyros, which means the evil one. You've got to know when God's allowing things to happen. Again, not to break you, to destroy you, but to build you up in your faith. Amen. So what does this mean? Here's a few words that God gave me, and I want you to just hear real quickly. Webster's defines fear, uh, fear as a noun. It's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. That's fear as a noun. Fear as a verb 
be afraid of someone or something that can cause pain who are dangerous or threatening. So when you look at it, we get fearful of many things. Now, we, 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 we got to understand something. We make a comic joke about running from a shadow. We got to believe, as David said, that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. The evil that the enemy tries to implant in your mind, he wants you to run from a shadow because a shadow can't kill nobody. See, the roar of a lion, the Bible says, as a roaring lion, not that it is a roaring lion. God allows things to happen to you to show you that you are fallible, that you will fail, you will make mistakes. He created you in the image of God, but he made us 100% human to the point that we need a savior is where I'm going. So that fear described, and you'll get to scriptures and see what I'm trying to correlate together when I get to the, to the key verse for today. So there's a few things that God gave us to give, and I want you to hear real well. The first thing is, let's go on down to the scriptures. So what Paul was talking about in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, he was writing to his son Timothy. Paul wrote to Timothy. A letter is what we call an epistle, and this letter was to his son Timothy, and they were apart. That's why he wrote him a letter. Amen. And in that letter, he was telling him about his grandmother, talking about his mother, Amen. He was trying to remind him, his grandmother Eunice, his, his grandmother Lois, his mother Eunice, and Paul was telling Timothy, he was reminded of the faith that Timothy had. See, you heard some preachers say they have sons in the ministry. Not really a biblical word, but we claim it to be because it's like a mentor-mentee is what it is. So Timothy was trained under Paul. Just as many call certain people mentors and they teach you. That only means you open yourself up, you humble yourself to somebody who's been walking that path longer than you, that you open your understanding that you can learn from them so that if you face some things like them, you'll be able to address them things hopefully like them or better than them. Amen. So what Timothy did, he was learning from Paul. Just as I pray that I'm just as human as you are, but I love God just like you do. I trip, I stumble, and I fall, not intentionally, because I am human. But what we've done is we're trying to learn how to make up our mind that I am a believer, that I am a Christian, that I am on a firm foundation. I planted my feet on a solid rock, but the enemy is going to do all he can to shake you. Hello, Holy Ghost. So when you understand that, here's the first thing. Let's look at our key verse for today, and we'll extract out of that. As my one of my professors used to say, we're going to debone the word of God. So we want to take it off so sometimes that you can eat in smaller, bite-sized portions. Everybody can't do like me and Nino, eat from the buffet. Sometimes folk need a teaspoonful. Well, guess what? Give me a ladle. I'm ready to eat. Amen. So here's what he said. So in verse number seven, which is our key verse for today, he says in verse six, let me go six first then seven. He says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God in you, which is, which is in thee by the putting on hands. What that means, y'all have heard in the modern day church that we lay hands on people. It's supposed to be a spiritual transformation that when we lay hands, it's symbolic 
in his tendency to lay hands on you that we want to, uh, to anoint you with the power of God in and through us that it will come to you and it will work the same way is what that means. That's the, that's the representation of laying on of hands. My hands have no power. The faith of the power comes into my belief and your belief. For the Bible says, where any two touch and agree, as in anything, what? It shall come to pass. So that's all we're doing in a transference of spiritual authority and power. So here's the verse 7 that we speak of. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, semicolon. The first thing is this. When you learn how to make up your mind, you have to accept what? That God has not given the spirit of fear. I just read to you what fear is. It's the imagination that the enemy is going to destroy your family. It's the imagination that the devil's going to take all your money. It's the fear that God ain't going to let you ever get well again. It's the fear that you will never see your children grow up. It's the fear that you will never get a promotion on your job. You will always be stuck in the position that you are in. Let me just digress for just a minute while I'm coming by your street. On your job, as one case in point, if you don't never do nothing to prepare yourself for greater, if you don't learn to feed your inner man, you don't prepare your resume, get your mind right, learn new things, build up your vocabulary, build up your portfolio, how do you expect? Ain't nobody going to give you nothing. The Bible says a laborer is worthy of his hire. Quit expecting people to give you something. Learn to work for it. The Bible says if a man don't work, he shouldn't eat. But when you work, you learn that whether you come at the first hour, the middle day of the hour, or the last hour, when you come to work, God is going to make sure that you will get paid. Amen. But when you realize something, getting back to the first point, God has not given the spirit of fear. Hear what I said. The spirit of fear. What does that mean? Satan is trying to instill in you a negative spirit of fear that will draw you away from the truth of God's word. And when you don't believe in truth, you walk in what fear? And the scriptures teach, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But if the devil can get you to believe that the truth is not the truth, he'll have you messed up in your mind. Then you'll become, as I call, the three D's of society. You'll become dead, dry, and disconnected. What does that mean? You'll walk around thinking that you're just trying to live, but you're just existing. Ah, child of God, walk with God. Get on the train with us. We don't want to just exist in this life. We want to live as unto Christ. Amen. So the first thing is God has not given the spirit of fear. The second thing is, this is what he said after the semicolon, but of power. The second thing is God gives power. What is power? It's the ability to do something or act in a particular way. It's the ability to do something or act in a particular way. In relation to the scripture, it means God gives you what? Supernatural spiritual power to stand in the midst of your adversity. It's God giving you the God-given ability, we call it the anointing, that God will give you that you can, even though you will face difficult days, you've got to believe in your spiritual mind that no matter 
what I go through, I know that my God shall supply all of my needs in accordance to his riches and glory. You've got to believe in your mind that God has given me the power for when I am weak in my flesh, I become strong in him. When you feel like you can't hold your arms up no more, you've got spiritual angels God has dispatched to hold up your arms. And let you know you can make it. Hold on just a little while longer. I understand in your human mind, you get burdened and you get tired. You feel like you can't go on. It's trouble all around you. You feel like you can't keep pushing. You just want to stop, sit down, and do what Job did. But ah, let me drop something in your spirit. Job had sat down and had soot cloth and ashes, but he never stopped trusting God. His wife told him, give up, don't trust God and die. His three so-called friends came by and questioned why he was doing what he was doing. But those people ain't friends. We call those haters. Those people ain't on your side. They just in your car because they needed a ride. They ain't passionate about being with you. I'm talking about the person that will be right there by you telling you, don't give up. Don't quit. I know it seems bleak right now. I know it feels like you can't hold on. I know you feel like you can't make it. But I told you, didn't you hear what the preacher said? You're not walking by your feelings. You have to walk by what? Your faith. You think the preacher don't hurt? You think the preacher don't cry sometimes? You think the preacher don't get into this to his feelings sometimes? But we got to shake it off, get up, and realize our calling and said, no matter, don't you know it's hard to preach sometimes when you yourself might be going through? Don't you believe that when I had to preach all four of those homegoing service, that it was easy to preach my father-in-law first, hello, Holy Ghost, my daddy second, my mother third, and my mother-in-law fourth? You thought it was easy? No, but I had to stir up the gift of God on the inside of me and tell those that remain don't you give up. Let the legacy continue. There's children coming after you. They need you. Make up your mind to not die and give up. You see your seed and you tell your seed, I know there's better days coming. Amen. Here it is. God gives you power, child of God, to stand. I preach it like a fillet. And it's a podcast, but it's like a sermon too. And it's telling you, you think we don't see racism at its highest in the 21st century? Don't you think it's tragic when people of various colors have to say they're the first of something in the 21st century? Don't you think it's something that we've got all kinds of races of people that everybody ain't a racist, amen. Everybody likes and believes something in life. But it's a tragedy that in the 21st century, with all this technology, we still got to learn to make up our mind to not give up on God. So he goes on to say, God has not given the spirit of fear. He gives you power. Here's the third thing he says, and of love. Love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love is not supposed to be a sounding brass or a tingling symbol. Love is supposed to be long-suffering. Love don't supposed to get envious and jealous because you buy a new car. Love don't supposed to get messed up because you open up a business. Love don't supposed to mess up when you've got more than your brother or your sister. You don't know what they went through to get what they got. 
But if you got it because you just want to get it as a couple, as a family, that's different. But if you bought it because you're trying to become a one-upper, if you bought it because you're trying to gloat, if you bought it because you're trying to show everybody, look at what I've done, then you got your glory now. If you're doing it just to be able to parade yourself around when you're in the midst of your company, that is your glory. That is your heaven. That is your 15 minutes of fame. But when you realize that God gives us to us good magics, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, that God gives into our bosom, and you don't even broadcast it, folk just see what God has done and give him the glory. Now you on to something. Hope I'm blessing somebody somewhere. God gives you love, that deep affection, that inherent love of God that no matter what he said, what did God say on the cross? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Before he gave up the ghost and gave his life as the ultimate sacrificial lamb, God says while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us that one day if we would accept him, we could live in paradise as the thief that believed in him on the cross who wasn't baptized by the way, who wasn't in a church, he was on a cross, but he asked him to just remember him today when you enter into your kingdom. So all of you folks that said you better be, you gotta be, you got one good example that if you just believe that God is, you watch what will happen to you. I'll get ready to close the podcast by saying this. When he gives you that love, learn to love in spite of us. See, I can't love apart from God. God's got to get that love in me. Though you will try to hate on me, I don't mad. I ain't mad. I ain't hating on you. I've got to learn to do what God would have me to do. I've got to learn to walk with God and let not people affect my destiny. Let not people affect my joy. Don't let people affect my finances. Don't let people affect me on my job. I go to work to work. I don't go to work to make friends and buddies. If I make one out of the way, that's just a blessing. But understand something. You go to work, child of God, to do your job. Not to make friends. If you make some, that's a blessing. But I want to go get on that grind, child of God. Make the money that God says you work, you get paid. You don't work, you ought not get paid. But some folks still get paid, even though they're lazy. Help us, Holy Ghost. God, give me that love to love you in spite of. So I know you said something about me. I know you thought ill of me. I know you wondered why. I know you wondered how. I know you was questioning, but you was afraid to ask me. If you want to know something about us, ask us. That's what you all tell a man. If you want to know something about me, don't ask somebody else. Ask me. And I'll tell you the truth. Because I walk in freedom. I walk in peace. I tell you, child of God, I pray to God that you made your home a place of peace that people come in. They ain't got to worry about slipping off the shoes because they're going to mess up your furniture. It's just furniture. It could be replaced. But I want you to walk into 27 Robinson Co. And know that you can take your shoes off if you want to. You can walk in the mud if you do. We'll clean it up. We want you to feel the love of God when you come. Amen, somebody. Hello, Holy Ghost. And I want to close the podcast by saying it this way. And this is where we stop. And I'm going to read the whole scripture verse and then we'll close. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and last but not least, a sound mind. See, this podcast says a made-up mind. As we get ready to close the podcast on this June 6, 2021, that fourth attribute when a sound mind is un, amen, unmovable. 
It's a stability. It's not easily shaken. God gives you a sound mind. When Paul told Timothy, here's why I want to close out in translation. When you've got to face some difficult mountains in your life, when you've got to cross some wide open valleys, hello, Holy Ghost, you've got to make up in your spiritual mind that though the world will try to slay me, yet will I trust God. You've got to believe, God, that I will get up out of the bed and I will walk. You've got to believe that I'm going to go and give God the glory. Let men see what God will do through me. Let God get the glory and I'm going to give as God will give unto me. Press down, shaken together and running over that men will give into my bosom and you watch what God going to do. All my haters take a back seat. If you don't like what God's doing with me, you go to God. Don't worry about me. You go to God. Amen, somebody. Because I close by saying we've made up our mind that for God I'll live and for God I'll die. I've made up in my mind, well, you may try to destroy me, but I shall never know defeat. No matter what you bring my way, I'm still standing, devil. No matter what you've done, I'm still standing. You may think that I'm broke, busted, and can't be trusted, but guess what? I'm still standing in the name of the Lord. I close by saying, you know what? I'm not easily shaken. I shall not be moved. Trouble may come, but it won't last. Trouble ain't may be in my way, but I have to cry every now and then. But I tell you this, as we close in a prayer, Father, let the world know I may weep tonight, but I understand that joy shall come in the morning. In the name of Jesus, bless everybody from this podcast this day until the next podcast. Father, cover them in the blood of Jesus and let them know they shall never know defeat in the in the name of Jesus, this is Tony out for Triple C Podcast. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. See, so this is what God does in the old school way. This is what we do. Be blessed.